This is Purple Radio On Demand. Today I have with me Esther and Lucy, who are the co-directors for Rules for Being a Man by Alex Oates, and this is presented by Sightline Productions. Um, so I'm really happy to have them um, on the arts show with us today to share more about the show. Um, maybe we could start off with a bit of self-introduction from you guys. Hi, I'm Esther. I am, well, both me and Lucy are, but we're co-presidents of Sightline Productions and also co-directors of Rose Bingerman. I am in my final year and I'm studying English literature. Hi, um, my name's Lucy. Um, I am also in my final year studying English um, and I'm at Cuts. Little fun fact to add on to Esther's. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one difference between yeah. us. Everything else is the same. <laughs> Well, another fun fact is that I'm also on the Sightline Productions exec, so this is quite fun. I'm like the publicity officer, so this is really convenient for me as well <laughs> to have you guys on the show uh, on the show talking about the play. Um, would you like to tell us a bit more about Rules for Being a Man? So, Rules for Being a Man is a play by Alex Oates, and it explores the idea of masculinity and what it means to be a man. Um, whatever that means in society today, particularly the, um, the damaging toll that um, toxic masculinity can take. Um, we were really excited by this play when we first read it and we felt that it was a really important play to put on in Durham. I'm sure Esther will expand on these ideas, um, but it's such an important thing to talk about and discuss, particularly in a pandemic. When mental health is at a bit of an all-time low um yeah i'll add to that in terms <laughs> of in terms of the plot of the show it follows four different characters uh, in the original play these were all played by the same actor but we have separated it into four actors and these characters are man father son and samaritan and the idea is to explore the different pressures placed on each. We decided to cast Samaritan actually uh, as a female, but it does also explore the pressures that she faces within her role, as well as the pressures that the three male characters experience within their gender and within their relationships. The idea is to break down the stigma surrounding mental health and exactly as Lucy said, this play is so fantastic because it really opens up a conversation about a topic that is important always, but particularly important now and particularly relevant now. Yeah, definitely. I think it's like what you said, it's really um, an important theme in, the, in these times. Um, so how have you found putting on this show during COVID-19? Because it's obviously quite a different um, format from how you normally do theatre in, in DST? It has been a challenge to mm. say the least. I think particularly in terms of maintaining motivation um, within our team that we had originally planned for this show to be performed in Michaelmas. This was if there were loads of theatres open and lots of performance space. Um, because we're limited by performance space we then decided to do it in Epiphany term where we got an assembly room slot. Obviously, pandemic happened again. 
um, so unable to perform in AR. So it's been a huge logistical nightmare in terms of transferring ideas into different spaces and different stages. And also just trying to keep up morale in rehearsals, transferring to Zoom, even some of our auditions were online. It has been a bit of a whirlwind, to say the least. Mm, agreed. The transition, I mean, as Lucy said, transferring from stage to screen has been a massive challenge and not our original plans. But then also it takes a toll on sort of every aspect of the play and the production of it because you've got the rehearsals that are taking place virtually. So as Lucy said, hard to maintain morale, hard to get the actors energized, hard to do simple tasks like character development or uh, different processes that you'd normally go through in a ring and do physically with one another. But then it's also harder for actors to bond with the play, to bond with us, to bond with the prod team, so our production team haven't had the chances to just come in and watch it and give feedback because we haven't been able to run it properly. It's ended up that each actor has filmed themselves separately. So it's made the whole process a lot less communal, which I think is very different for drama as a whole, but also very different for DST and mine and, and I think Lucy's experiences of DST. So how has the rehearsal process been like because you started quite some time ago and having to like transition and shift it for online and also having actors film themselves individually? How has it been like um, going through this process and like, you know, the logistical nightmare? Definitely a struggle. <laughs> I'll definitely say that. And particularly since it's a play that deals with mental health issues. When Lucy and I went into it, one of our biggest focuses was to make sure that we didn't take a toll on the actors, on the crew, on anyone involved with the show. It's been so important to us maintaining welfare throughout, but particularly doing the play online so you don't get that bond, as I mentioned. And also during lockdown, when people are really struggling, it's made that whole concept of, of trying to preserve mental health and trying to provide welfare a lot trickier and yeah a lot harder on everyone like it's hard on me and Lucy as well as it is on the cast and and that's definitely something that makes rehearsing and, and performing a lot harder. But it has been a joy doing it over a longer period because it has really meant that each actor and even Esther and I as directors we really delved into the text in a way which probably wouldn't have been possible in a normal DST length of rehearsal space. So I, I really saw huge character development with each individual actor as they approached their character and watching some of the film um, filmed monologues is just such a source of pride, just seeing how yeah. far they've come. And I know that that probably wouldn't have happened under a quick rehearsal process as often happens in DST under normal situation. I completely agree. What's come out is looking so far as really high quality and it is such an amazing feeling to watch the clips back and to see what they've created. I think everyone involved in it has done a really great job. Yeah, I know. I really look forward to seeing it, especially with such a long time to develop it. It sounds like 
it will be able to do a lot that um, I think other productions in normal times will not be able to do. Um, I was wondering whether you think that using the online medium or not doing it physically, do you think that has limited your creative vision or, um, yeah, is it, has it affected your expectations for what the end product would be like? Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely different. So originally, this was even before we knew that only AR was our possible venue. We thought it would be it would have been a beautiful production to do in the round, which isn't often done in Durham. And we would we were really excited to experiment with that. Um, obviously, can't do in the round. I'm being filmed. But I think it's just given the play a slightly different tone, different edge. It really um, em emphasizes the sense of isolation. Um, obviously they're just being filmed in their houses. And I think that just gives the play this, um, this different edge that I don't think we would have got by this more immersive in the round experience. Mm. I think something that really surprised me early on is that Lucy and I were very passionate about performing it rather than filming it because of the impact the play has and that we just thought it would be a beautiful play to watch and to hear and that the actors would really create an atmosphere for the audience and we were worried about taking it online and we did a run through a run through I think I mean a read through online and our shadow director Maddie heard it for the first time and she cried at the end and that was so surprising because it had still got through to her and she'd still had the experience of the play, even though it was over Zoom. And that definitely surprised me because it's great that our creative vision and, and the words of the play, it's so beautifully written by Alex Oates that it can still come across on screen. But exactly as Lucy said, the way that we've done it has very much changed from the original plans to have it on stage. I think the overall... I can't think of a better word, but vibe is quite different. <laughs> we were going for quite modern, quite edgy, and that's really hard when people have to film it in their homes. So it's taken on a very different vibe, but one that still really fits with the play and still really fits with the message. It's just meant we've had to adapt to the circumstances. I was just wondering if um, how you think about lockdown theatre or your experience of lockdown theatre has changed throughout this production because at first it seemed like something more temporary um, whereas now it's kind of been like about a year since we've had to adjust to this so yeah. It has pros and cons I've got to say so on the one hand something I really love about lockdown theatre is actually the accessibility of it that our friends outside of university, our families, uh, people local to Durham or people just wherever they are, even old teachers, whoever we want can engage with it. And especially with a play that deals with such important topics and um, our aim being to open a conversation, I think that's a really great strength of lockdown theatre. And as much as it's been logistically really hard, <laughs> it's also proven that it's possible and that it's possible to put theatre online and uh, it, and it can still succeed. But on the other hand, you do lose a lot from not being in a theatre and 
you lose the thrill. I think that's one of the biggest things for me is you lose that massive excitement before the actors go out on stage or when you're doing a tech run and that thrill that runs through all of the adrenaline associated with it. And again, as I mentioned earlier, I think one of the things I miss the most is the communal part of making theatre together, bonding, uh, socialising with each other, getting to know each other as people as well as working as actors and directors. So I think it is very hard to make that transition, but there's definitely benefits that that could apply to the future if people wanted to use it. I think it's also challenged what the notion of theatre is in terms of it's not doesn't need to be confined by the four walls of an auditorium. You really can take an essence of a stage and a play and put it online and it can work. It's different, but sometimes different is quite it's quite good and refreshing it makes you also makes you appreciate being in in a theatre more and when we all go back I think everyone there'll be a huge rush of creativity and excitement but people have adapted and persevered and I think that's really important. I think it's also just going off what Lucy said uh, it might also be important to say that we've been in contact with the author of the play and he mentioned that they were hoping to take the play to Fringe this summer and that they've not been able to. Well, supposedly we don't think they're going to be able to at, at the current moment. And the fact that we've still sort of managed to create theatre and put on the play, he said was a really nice thing, which is amazing to hear because we're such fans of his work and we're so glad that that he feels that way about it. But being able to still get the play out there even in these circumstances, is such a nice thing and something I think we're both very proud of. Yeah, definitely. It's super cool that you're in contact with the, the author, the playwright as well, sorry. Um, yeah. Um, so in terms of the themes, because as we said, it's very relevant, especially in like COVID times. Do you think that the way you think about mental health issues has changed through directing this play or maybe just like during the duration of um, rehearsing for this play? In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Sorry, I can't give a definite answer. Uh, I think being in lockdown and having COVID-19 has really changed the way I interact with the play because everyone is having a really tough time at the minute and so many people are struggling with mental health issues. And to work on a play that discusses these issues can be really hard and harrowing at times. And it was really interesting to at moments relate to the characters and also relate to the overall message of the play and, and the idea that we should be talking to one another and sort of the support avenues out there. So it's been hard in the sense that it's made it more relevant, I think. Reading the play has just really sh shone a light, um, shone a spotlight, I can't think of the right phrase there, on my own mental health, which has made it a bit more difficult than I expected. But on the other hand, it's made me more passionate about getting it out there because I know that so many people are having a hard time. And I really think that this play has such a beautiful message mm -hmm. to it 
that I'm really excited for people to watch it and hopefully reflect on themselves in the same way that I've reflected on myself through directing the show. It's definitely about starting a conversation because I think, as Esther was saying, so many people have, people have struggled at the moment and it's just about having a bit more openness and honesty with each other. So if someone says, how are you? And you go, yeah, I'm fine. You go, oh no, actually... I'm struggling quite a bit or I'm just work, works really hard or I'm struggling motivation. Like even at the beginning of this call, Lim said, how are you doing? And Ash, I'm like, we're great, but <laughs> <laughs> not <Such> liars. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just about being more open and honest. And I hope that um, the play encourages people to do that. Yeah. How have you felt um, directing this play on sort of, um, it's about men's issues, men's mental health issues and on masculinity and how, have you felt like approaching this as um, both women um, directors? Obviously, that's a concern in terms of making sure that the play is appropriate in the same way that, you know, if, if two men were directing a play about female issues, that would be problematic. And since male suicide is so problematic and it's very, it's very much, relevant to men I think 75% of all suicides in the UK are committed by men so obviously we have to make sure that as women it's fantastic that we can bring in a third party perspective and especially because I don't want to rely on stereotypes here but in saying that women feel more connected to their emotions or feel more able to express them being able to bring that into the play I think is very helpful. But then on the other hand, making sure that we still interact with male voices and male experiences has been really important. Mm -hmm. I think one thing though, that has made it easier to, as you said, direct almost a men's play, but as women is that I have experienced men in my life go through this. And um, I have friends who have opened up to me about these issues and something that was actually really striking was that right after we'd auditioned the play I think it was literally about 30 minutes after we'd done our second round of auditions one of my friends called me and said let's go for a walk and he told me that one of his friends had uh, really sadly committed suicide and he was saying and he was bringing up all these problems of toxic masculinity and of the pressures that had been placed on this boy and it just, it, I can't think of the words that I want to describe it, but it just made it all the more important for me to engage with this piece of theatre and to emphasise these voices, to provide a platform for these voices and to provide a platform for men to discuss this issue and to hopefully see the other side of it. Um, also... Uh, I'm not sure if I can add much more to that. I think that was um, beautifully articulated. Um, but also just challenging the idea that um, about this gender divide as well, as in we can um, we can all help each other and um, just breaking down these ideas of um, gender in terms of stereotypes and what it means to be a man or what it means to be a woman. And you go, well, person to person, we're, we're going through very similar things. So let's talk about it, I think, as well. I think that's also part of the reason we decided to cast the Samaritan as a female, 
when we went into the casting process, it was gender neutral. We didn't have any gender in mind for the role, but we felt in watching it that it was really interesting to hear a female do it because especially in the role of a Samaritan, it's about having the conversation and talking it through and having that interaction with other characters who find it difficult to open up or men who find it difficult to open up, I think can hold another important message that wasn't necessarily in the play to begin with because it was all done by the same man. But it does explore those sorts of gender relations and trying to exactly as Lucy said, blur those boundaries and really um, deconstruct gender, I guess, as a concept. I don't want to go too philosophical, but deconstruct gender. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a very fascinating perspective. I think like what you said, sort of our view of like masculinity or like the expectations on men are also closely related to the roles that are assigned to women as well and what we think femininity is. So it's like, it's sort of like both sides of an issue or sort of um, different perspectives on the same kind of like gender roles and, and expectations. Um, yeah, so maybe we could just um, wrap up on the show. Why should people watch the show? Um, this is your time to sell um, the, the play. Time to sell tickets, Lucy. <laughs> um, but watch the show. <laughs> there you go. That's it, guys. <laughs> That's all I need to say. Um, okay, so genuinely, there are some phenomenal actors in this um, production. The, the emotional range and vulnerability, which is shown on camera, um, is just beautiful and isn't something you often get to see um, in student theatre, often because of the quick turnaround of productions means that's often sacrificed. And the quality is excellent. You might doubt that in terms of it, it has been filmed in actors' student houses, but um, we can attest um, from seeing all the footage and things, it does feel like a professional production in that sense. Um, we really try to keep the quality really high to make it value for money. It's only about an hour, so it means you can have it as a post-dinner, um, fun thing to do, matinee, show, work, procrastination. Um, and I think it's probably in the cost of about a pint or so, which at the moment we, we can't spend it on. So might as well buy a theatre ticket, is what I'm going to say. Yeah, I think the amount of like thought and effort that's gone into this production, definitely, I definitely um, watch it myself. And it's available online from 5th March to 19th March. And I think tickets are available on the DST website, right? Yes. yes. Um, if you go to Sightline Productions as well, follow our Facebook page, Instagram, so you can find our event and the ticket links on our event. Um, that's live now, so you can start buying your tickets. And you can also watch it at any time. So there's not a specific time just within those two weeks. Um, you can stream it. Yeah. Just to add finally to what Lucy said, the actors are so talented. We're so proud. And hopefully as it's come across and what we've said, so much hard work and time has been put into the production. And we really hope that people watch it and, and take something away from it. We'd love to hear what people think. Mm -hmm. And it's a really important production to both of us. And we hope that comes across. Yeah, I think so. Just from this chat, I think this is so interesting. The the all the different like creative decisions that you've made and all the thought that has gone into it. Yeah, I'm really excited to see that. 
is there anything else you want to add? Or I think that's all the questions I have. All I'll add is that everyone's bored anyway at the minute. So there's another reason. <laughs> what, else are you doing? what else are you doing Friday night? Nothing. What top play? Yeah. <laughs> You've got two weeks. Tell yeah. me when you haven't got an hour to spare. Uh, and, it's, and it's so accessible and all. You can literally watch it from like anywhere. So you don't even exactly. have to get out of bed. Don't have to walk to this ambulance right. anymore. Get your whole house involved. Yeah. House movie night. Are we selling it? Is this working? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's um yeah, I'm definitely hyped for this. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.